As women working in the youth service in Wigan on Lee with limited resources, we had to get the job done of supporting young people by any means possible. Our practice focused on young people, their lives, their achievements, their stories. These podcasts focus on our stories as youth workers, the favours we pulled, the collaborations we made, the small untruths we told, the antics we got up to and the lives we changed, which of course included our own. I hope you enjoy our stories. The focus on this episode is on a time in the 80s when women workers were coming together to pioneer work with girls and young women. In breaking down barriers, we met resistance from colleagues of all genders. Feminism was seen as a dirty word. The benefits to us and young women we worked with will become clearer during this interesting conversation. So Chris, my memory is not that good. Um, and I do know, I think it was Julie Hart that really got the work with girls and young women off the ground, wasn't it, in Wigan? Then we started a group, didn't we? Yeah. You know, or shall I say they started a group um, and got women from all over the borough to come together in um, conferences and in um, residentials. Yeah. Yeah. Um so if, if you're talking about how I got to that stage to meet them was the fact that, um, I, as I said before, I was in the youth club and I started up a girls' room and you invited then was that to go seven? along. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you invited to go along to one of these sessions and things, but it was frowned on yeah. because it was about um, women only and about how you do youth work with women only. And um, we were then thrown on by a lot of people saying these uh, feministic women think they know it all because we were all getting stronger. Yeah. We weren't yeah. strong in the beginning, but we were yeah. getting stronger. So I went along to um, one of the first ones we, and met you and met others. We'd already seen each other. Yeah. And I think everybody encouraged everybody yeah. to go. But there were other women who were like, why are you going to something like that? You're a youth worker. Definitely, why yeah. do you want to go to anything like that? And it was because the spark came. The spark came. And boy, did it come more when you learned about culture, you learned about um, feministic views um, and you, you, I remember it was about women's bodies as well. Yeah. You know, we did a lot of that because a lot of the, the stuff that you never talked about, you could talk about with other women. Yeah. And the women like Julie and Yvonne and Marie and anybody else weren't frightened to talk about your body and, and what it's like growing up as a girl and stuff. And, and that's the start of it. When it relates to you, Mm-hmm. And you can relate and say, I've never been able to talk about this with people, you know. But then they had a lot of knowledge as well. Oh, yeah. Well, I, as you say, my memory doesn't say me very well. But the first time that I found out about it was Julie had a meeting at her flat for women only, you know. Yeah, and, um, the one in um, Plattbridge, was it? No, the one... Uh, 
by Pencil oh, Street. Yeah, I went to that. Yeah. yeah I and I went that. with a woman from the um the youth club that I worked at. So me and her went along and I just loved it. It was like, oh my God, this is for me definitely. And when we came out, she said, What a lot of man haters, I'm not going to them anymore. And I said to her, I really enjoyed it. And she said to her, well, I didn't, and I'm not going. I don't want to know anything about it. So there was a big resistance to start a girls' night in the club. But Marie, I don't, I don't know whether she went over the team coordinator's head, I don't know what, but she started a girls' night, and I worked with Marie on the girls' night. Mm-hmm. And then some of the other women that worked with us did start to sort of come in and cover, but they weren't really into it. And the male workers um, definitely went into it, definitely. Um, no, I got a They resisted it, they sabotaged it, you know, yeah. it, it was awful. So that was the start of the battle. Yeah. For it to be recognised. And the main thing they kept saying was, well, what about a boys' night? What about a boys' night? And we just kept saying, well, why don't you start one? Start a boys' night? Do it, you know. And, um, oh, um, you don't want me to open the door for you, do you? You know, and I say, yeah. Yeah, you know, hold the door open for me like you would for anyone. But there was all these like little Innuendos. silly yeah. things, yeah. <laughs> Including personally, me and Chris with our husbands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me, not as much as you because he worked away, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were like, what's going on here? What's going on, you know? So, uh, but they're used to it now. They know the strong women and yeah. they accept it, but it was a bit of a, a bit of a battle. So, but you ended up working in Scott Lane, didn't you? And uh, what was I it called? I did, yeah. Um, with Liz, Liz yeah, Patrick, yeah. Um, Barbara. I'm trying to think who else was there. Oh, um, I can't remember her name now. Can't remember her name. But having said that, <coughs> we went all went for an interview, and most of them hadn't been in youth work as such. Um, Barbara had come from. Um, a youth centre it's somewhere in um, it wasn't in Wigan I know she lived in uh, Bolton yeah yeah Bolton. so she she'd got a come for an interview because she quite fancied it which was like oh we all got into something and then um, Liz Kilpatrick had a lot of skills to offer and thought well, I could do this with girls and young women um, I went along through the battles that we'd had and mm. thought maybe I could work solely with young women and leave the youth club or do a bit of both. So I went out of interest to find out um, what it was all about. Um, And it was really good. It was like starting off to do crafts with them while I could sew. I was a hairdresser. I brought most of my stuff in and I taught young young women how to do the hair and, and things like that. But then we also got into the earlier stuff that we'd learned, putting sessions on for young women to think about themselves, you know, um, and think about maybe the relationships they were in and how they're coping and how you're coping with children, because children were part and parcel of it. Oh, they had a crash, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah. we had a crash and we had to take our turns going in the crash. Um, and I always had to rush on to pick my own child up and stuff, you know. So it weren't easy, um, and it weren't easy working with young women. And I could tell lots and lots of tales about young women and that. But the biggest thing for me was going to visit these young women on the estates they were in 
and seeing the poverty that they lived in. I mean, I was brought up in poverty, so it was no, but it was a, a shock to see for them how they were dealing with it as young mums and that. Yeah. I remember going to one young woman to take her to, to um, somewhere we were going to share in the group. And um, I had to stand over all the dog poo first oh God. <laughs> um, because she had a dog. And then when I got in, I had to stand over clothing and you name it. That was her life, yeah. you know, and then a screaming child in the background and then somebody else. And what you had to do was manage that situation. And I met a social worker as well and the social worker said, this is not right. This is not right. And I said, what's not right? This is her life. What Mm -hmm. what are you talking about? So you already come with all those skills from my past and from what you've learned about, you know, caring about young women and and trying to give them that edge of dignity for themselves and, and looking at issues that affect them and stuff. So... Yeah, in in the centre, it was brilliant. You learned lots of new skills um, to offer new skills. And you had to be aware always, as you do in youth work in any case, that there's boundaries. Mm -hmm. Because some of these young women wanted more than, you know, you could offer because you took them and, and you built them up. And then you have to be well aware of not, putting pressure on them to think like what we had to fight yeah they hadn't got yeah. them skills you know no, so it was saying you know you you can't just be socially and emotionally um detached from what you're doing and you had to be aware that that was their living conditions and you couldn't um make it so that you put your values onto their values yeah do you know what yeah. I mean yeah you just have to accept yeah but- a lot of it was like social work though, wasn't it? It was. Time? It certainly yeah. was. To yeah. work with young women, it was, you had to also do the social work side. Yeah. People never understood that. No. And the social workers I met at that time, and are you coming from the same angle, but a different angle? Um, I remember one social worker saying to me, um, the children were on the floor playing with pans. That was nothing to me, playing with pans. <laughs> Why have they not got toys? Why are they not playing with toys? Why are they playing with pans? You know, and I'm... Like, have pans. And I wanted to get into something with her, but I thought, no, 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 I will address it outside, you know. And it's yeah. like there's a whole new emphasis to um, why you're then a feminist. Oh, in, yeah. In my mind is that, you know, women had little choices the women I were with little choices knew what their place was and thought they had to stay there yeah yeah Yeah. and and that was where you start educating but in a mindful way yeah 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 I know because it wasn't so intense what I did like Mm. with the girls and I with Marie but we used to have the lads banging on the window yeah trying to get in yeah a week on week on cause and Loads of disturbances. I mean, once they actually, um, we'd lock the door and they managed to get into the club and they run around just screaming and screaming. Um, And the men stood back, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, there was a big battle on it. It was difficult. No support from the men. 
because we had team coordinators then in the youth club, so no support from the team coordinator uh, whatsoever. And anything that we tried to do above the usual girls' night, there was always like blocks put in the way and resistance put in the way. Mm. So um, that was a battle that went on for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, it's all different now, but that, that was the battle. And then that centre you worked in, from there, um, to get back to Julie Hart again, she managed to open up a house on Wesley Mains for young women. And mm. was one at Hagfield? I'm just trying to think. There's one at Hagfield, yeah. There was, yeah. Yeah. And she wanted all council estates, um, yeah. like called them social housing now. She wanted all them to have the centre like that. And it did work for a long time. Um, it was open for a long time. It was open for a long time. I actually went for an interview um, for Hagfold. And do you remember me saying in my last pod- podcast that university stripped me down and oh, yeah. I lost my way and yeah. couldn't put me... I went for an interview and it's strange, isn't it? After everything you pick up and everything you know about yourself and you know what you've been through, um, I couldn't answer the questions. <laughs> There was a simple question of what, how would you handle the budget in here? Yeah. And I said, well, I'd do this accounting or that, you know. I said, uh, no, what would you place in it? What would you put in it? Because there was nothing in it and it was a centre for women. And I've worked in a centre for women. It was like... Was that interview thing? It's not just the interview. Yeah, it's yeah. like everything you've learned, everything you've gone through, someone's unpicked it. Yeah. And, and stripped it down and brought it back again. And I imagine that's how young women felt when they were with us oh, because yeah. they were learning new things, yeah. you know. And yeah. so the women's centres were really, really good. And they were well attended. Well attended, yeah. well attended. And then in youth clubs, when I managed the youth club, when we worked in the same area, um, we had the women's groups, we had the men's groups, and we had mixed groups. Yeah. So yeah. what we'd learned in one, how they could call us feminists who didn't care about men, I don't know, because it comes hand in hand. If you're working with the young women and you're working with the young men, young men have got to understand their role in, in, mm-hmm. in being a young man in society and what they do to women. And young women have to understand that, mm-hmm. you know, the patriarchs of the family and mm-hmm. They don't need to be put on. No, well, I worked with the young men, didn't I? So that was my job, mm-hmm. full-time work with mm-hmm. unemployed young men. And you supported me in it yeah. with the groups. Um, so that was running alongside the young women's group. Yeah. And as you say, the mix, sort of youth club. I mean, there was it was a good resource in um, yeah. that bridge as it was then. And multi-agency work. Yes, multi-agency well. was really good. But that's, as I say, about these podcasts are so important because that... As far as I, I know, that doesn't happen now. You know, there's no incentive. There's no new things coming in to challenge things. I don't know. People have got more knowledge than me. Like I think Mary and Sally have, because they're more sort of still um, in that scene type of thing where I'm yeah. not my grandma and retired, yeah. you know. Yeah. But um, it, 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 it wasn't just about you, your role as a youth worker. It's affected your life. It affected your life, yeah. With girls and young young women, affected your life. And I did get, I can remember saying something. Oh, yeah, I I did have door bowling, primary bowling. I can remember saying to a couple of the women, 
uh, oh yeah, I've left his tea and uh, I need to get back for such and such a time. And I said, why can't he do his own tea? And they said, oh, you're always saying stuff like that. What's wrong yeah. with you? You're yeah. always saying stuff yeah. like that. What's wrong with you? So stop saying it. Yeah, yeah. stop saying it. It affected it. your friendship. It affected your own life. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you challenged your yeah. own life as well, didn't you? Where would I be without yeah. him? But, no. but I know we're talking about Wigan, but those experiences I carried on to go into another area of Lancashire and it was a multi-agency project and I'd got a lot of skills to offer but they work very differently than us very very differently but I worked with a young woman well a woman who was in um, other women's projects so she knew I'd done women's work and we worked well together and then we had somebody a male from so I was the um youth worker who'd come from the non-voluntary sector she was voluntary sector and then we had another who was voluntary sector in a sort of a YMCA but I got with the right people thankfully and we had um for, for young women we had every Christmas we had just like we did in Platbridge we had um where we collected toys and we collected food and we did counselling, we did all kinds of things. And so it, it developed into mm-hmm. that side of it. But that's all due to our colleagues in Wigan and what, yeah. they've, what they've done for us and how yeah. I was able to carry that on. When I went into the youth clubs, it was very different. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. different. I had to bite my tongue a few times. <laughs> As I said, Marie... Um, uh, maybe Mary, uh, I don't know, may have. I, I'm just wondering, it's a long, long, long time ago when the centre got shut, the houses went. I just wonder if people know why, because I, I can't think of why that all happened. Because it wasn't as recent as the government cuts, you know, austerity and all that. It was way before that. It may have been it was funding, because a lot of different funding streams came into it, didn't they? I just don't know why it finished. I don't know. Well, to answer you, Sue, I don't really know what happened. I just knew we had two choices, you and I. One was to either be made redundant or to go for uh, redeployment. So I'm in the same boat as you. Marie, do you know anything? Well, my recollections are it was around 1990, 91, and the youth service were going to be cut by 50%, which was very drastic for the youth service. And uh, the council opted to use um, lasting first aid uh, all across the board. Uh, So that resulted in a lot of full-time youth workers. Uh, The youth service losing a lot of full-time youth workers. Um, Now, I do know in a lot of uh, projects we mounted the best campaigns we could to fight those cuts. And I know... um, from a young woman's point of view, what you know, the project I worked in, uh, and other uh, young women centres, they minded the best campaigns they could. They demonstrated outside town halls. They had interviews with the elected member, with the MP. But sadly, it was, you know, to no avail, and uh, all the women centres closed. 
Devastating. It was absolutely devastating. And then the youth service was in a kind of limbo when we were going through that process and waiting for the new structure uh, to start to happen. And we all had to uh, apply for new jobs within that new structure, uh, which was more about area-based youth work. And uh, myself and Sue ended up doing the area... Uh, manager coordinators jobs which was a challenge in itself and I went my merry way thanks for listening if you've enjoyed our stories please like and share also listen out for further episodes we would also like to thank all the women youth workers who have given their time Ingle and Lee Libraries for providing our meeting and recording space the Empowerment People for funding the project and Murray and Sally for coordinating. Marie Brookfield and Sue Lewis for coordinating the group, venues and refreshments in Wigan. Paul Lewis for recording, editing, producing, providing the music and general podcast know-how. Ali Hambre for coordinating our launch event. Art by Flatboy for the launch artwork Erden Fitzroy whose training set us on the right path to podcasting Polly Playford designs for our logo and podcast artwork Chapter One Cafe and Gracious Grub for feeding us Youth Focus Northwest for giving our resources a home all wonderful youth workers who believed in us supported us over the years and the young people who, one way or another, enriched our lives. You'll find links to social media channels in the show notes.